Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <clears throat> now, this time, uh, I thought to cover uh, portions of uh, a book that is very well known. Um, it's called Kitab al-Hikam. This is just a translation of it. It's a very well known text that um, uh, translates roughly as the Book of Wisdoms. The Book of Wisdoms. Now, there's many translations, many commentaries of this uh, actual book. And it's written by a very famous scholar by the name of Ibn Ata'illah uh, al-Iskandari or al-Iskandari. Um, and it has really withstood the test of time. You know, it's interesting because if you review the, um, the background of this text, there are dozens of commentaries just written on this text alone, on, on these aphorisms themselves. Dozens, more than dozens. I mean, you know, I think over 50. And some scholars have written multiple on their own commentaries of it. Basically what it is, it's, it's spiritual insights for the soul and for the believer uh, coming from one of the greatest scholars of our past. And that's Ibn Atayallah, He's a scholar who was from Egypt. Uh, and he, you know, he had a very similar journey to what you may hear of um, with Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah. Uh, you know, we know the story of Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah, he sort of started off as someone who was very academically um, sound. He was like a scholar of deen, a scholar, a master of fiqh, tafsir, etc. And then he kind of reached a point in his life where uh, he felt like he needed to focus on something a little bit different, right? And he felt his soul was still in need despite acquiring so much ilm of deen. In fact, he was the, the, the principal of the Jami'a Nadamiya. So eventually he redirected his focus and then he actually felt like he was able to taste the sweetness of, of, of iman and the sweetness of faith. So Ibn Atayla, he, he has a similar story. He was someone who excelled in the uh, Islamic sciences from a very early age in Egypt. And he became, a, you can say, like a scholar of, of, of deen. Uh, he was a Maliki scholar, and he, had, he was known as one of the early uh, masters of the Maliki madhab. And, um, you know, and what happened was, uh, you may have, uh, what happened was he had met or interacted with students of a particular sheikh. And that, sheikh, that sheikh's name was uh, Sheikh uh, Abu, Ab, uh, Abu Abbas al-Mursi, rahmatullahi alayhi. He's a very famous scholar. And he, this sheikh, was the leading student, you can say, uh, or, or representative of uh, uh, Imam al-Shadili, rahimahullah. Right? So one of the, one of the great scholars uh, and one of the great mashayikh of our history, his, one of his um, uh, closest students uh, was Abu Abbas al-Mursi, rahimahullah. Now, he had, so Imam Ibn Atayla, rahimahullah, he had interacted with uh, the students of Abu Abbas al-Mursi. And when he interacted with them, he had some disagreements and some concerns. And one day he decided, you know what, I have some questions about this. Let me go straight to the source. This is in Egypt. So he went to the gathering of uh, Al-Mursi, rahimahullah. And he sat in that gathering. And again, this is someone who's very accomplished uh, academically and intellectually in, their deen, in his deen. And he comes to the gathering and he's just blown away by the teachings uh, of, of, of uh, Abu Abbas al-Mursi. So he, he, he says this, he narrates this, as no, in, not in this book, but in a different book, that he sits in the gathering and he hears him talk about uh, Islam and how that's a tenet of faith. And then he talks about Iman as the, as the core of, of belief. And then he talks about Ihsan and he's like, never, he feels like he had never heard this before. This is someone who studied, studied Deen extensively. Um, and then he talks about uh, Sharia 
and he talks about haqiqah, which is the next layer of sharia. Sharia is law, Islamic law, and, and how to follow it. Haqiqah is the inner reality or the reality behind that law. So he's just blown away by this. Uh, and so he even says that, you know, and it's just a lesson for all of us that, you know, uh, sometimes we may hear things or disagree with things, but we, or it's always hearsay. I mean, we never want to go to the source and actually listen to what the sheikh has to actually say. Like, what's the reality behind this person? So he does this, and he sits in that gathering, and he's shocked at who this person is, and he eventually makes him his teacher. And he benefits tremendously from him, tremendously from him. So he mentions that this now becomes a second phase of his life where he looks deep within the soul, and he moves beyond the sharia, which is important, and transitions toward his focus on his soul, which is haqiqah, which is reality. And uh, uh, Abu Abbas al-Mursi, rahimahullah, he, he tells him at that time when he meets this, this new student of his, that, um, that you're going to do great things. You're going to do great things. And eventually, Ibn Ata'illah, again, a very famous Maliki scholar, he, he, compo- he compiles um, a series of writings that are essential for the soul, and these are all collected in what's called Kitabul Hikam. And Hikam takes the meaning of wisdom, which is a very general term, but wisdom. And, uh, and each of these, I mean, if, if anyone has a chance to read them, they're just so, these statements are so deeply profound, you could, you could actually just sit and reflect upon them, some, some of them for like an hour or two each. And, and that's like what the limited knowledge that you and I have. Imagine if we were like a real, like a, someone who studied deen and studied uh, spirituality more deeply, this we could probably sit and thought for even longer. Um, so it's very unique. Now I will say that as we, so my hope is that inshallah over the course of the weekend we're going to go through a handful of these, not many. Uh, but just a handful, and and just to be clear, you know, I this is the intention is not to do some tafsir of of the text and try to break it down. It's simply to just read it together and take some lessons from it. That's it. You know, I can't claim to have any expertise in this, but just like any other material that we've covered in prior retreats, I'm a student just like the rest of you, and I intend to just learn by reading and 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 appreciating some of the commentary that comes with it. Now this particular version of it, the translation is the same translation that has been used for decades, Victor Danner's translation, but there's an additional commentary that I think we'll also recite with the text as well. So he'll have like a, uh, a phrase of Ibn rahimahullah, and then there'll be commentary. Now the commentary comes from a scholar by the name of Sheikh Abdullah Gangohi rahmatullahi alayhi. He was a very advanced senior student of uh, Mulana Khalid Ahmed Saharun rahimahullah very senior student who, who he himself was a student of Haji Imdadullah Muhajir Makki rahimahullah this is a very very famous scholar from the subcontinent so this 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 um uh, this commentary comes from him so for this intro session this will be this will be a brief session honestly i think the, the purpose we've already gotten what we what we could have from uh, from uh, Mufti Wahaj and his tafsir and th- this will just be like a very brief session. We'll just cover one of these, um, uh, one of these uh, sayings or aphorisms. And then we'll sort of do a brief intro uh, f- uh, so that we can all sort of get to meet one another. And then hopefully we'll all just go to sleep after, inshallah, uh, and get some rest and then reset for the morning because the day starts, I think, at uh, what, five, five, five. I've already looked at it already. Five to five, ten? 5.30, okay, 5.30. So, so the day starts early, and I know a lot of people have had, a, obviously, a very busy week, uh, just because it's just a, it was a standard week. Uh, but we hope, inshallah, that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts barakah in our time, puts barakah in our review of, of this, our barakah in, in, in every moment that we spend here. And I hope that all of us sort of leave here in a different state than then when we come. I, myself, was really looking forward to this weekend, and I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it because um, um, I have a couple of very sick family members. Uh, so please make the offer them. And... Um, Actually, just until an hour ago, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be here tonight, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened the door for me to be able to come. 
So I w- I've been looking forward to this weekend for a long time because I, I don't know, there's just so much value in just being together in the masjid. So I thank you all for creating the environment. So um, inshallah, we'll, um, we'll begin. Uh, and uh, uh, with the first, uh, now this is, you know, there's, uh, when Ibn Atayullah, when he initially, you know, wrote this, it was very, um, it, w- it wasn't organized in terms of topic. Uh, but later scholars had sort of arranged it. Uh, they did this like tabwi wal hikam, and they arranged his aphorisms according to certain topics. And the first one that is in this text is uh, pertaining to the topic of knowledge and ilm. So we'll recite it, inshallah, and then we'll translate it, and then we'll sort of go into some of the commentary. We'll read it together uh, and try to take some benefit. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So the first one, it's on knowledge. So he says, Ibn Atta'ala says, الْعِلْمُ النَّافِعُ هُوَ الَّذِي يَنْبَسِطُ فِي الصَّدْرِ شُعَاعُهُ وَيَنْكَشِفُ بِهِ عَنِ الْقَلْبِ قِنَاعُهُ Okay? Now, I know that most of us are, are maybe not familiar with Arabic, so we'll translate it, but, you know, for, but, but there's, a, there's a sort of linguistic um, uh, style that he uses that is very interesting at times. Um, but this roughly translates as الْعِلْمُ النَّافِعُ Beneficial knowledge. Um, it is, is the one whose ray of light expands in the, the breast or in the chest. Which takes the meaning, in kashfa and kashifu takes the meaning of to uncover something. And uncovers the veil over the heart. Uncovers the veil over the heart. Now, this is important. This is a really important principle he's mentioning that. that um, You'll hear this many times. I mean, this comes in books of knowledge. This comes in uh, du'as of the people of of, uh, of the Sahaba as well. That that they would ask that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give them what's called ilmun nafir. And the reason is because in this day and age, there's a lot of knowledge that's available. It's very easy to access knowledge. You could do it on your phone. You could do it in a library. You could do it online. You could do it um, in a gathering. You could do it, you know, on YouTube. There's plenty of knowledge available. Um, or there's plenty of information available and, and plenty of knowledge available. Now, how do I know that this knowledge is something that is of benefit to me? So this is what we call al-ilmun nafi' beneficial knowledge. So he tr- he explains what beneficial knowledge is. Is the one meaning it's ilm whose ray of light expands in the chest. If this if it's a type of knowledge that when it penetrates the person. It expands the the uh, it's the ray of light of this ilm. It actually expands the chest, and it uncovers the veil over the heart. So the the, the commentator uh, he he says, and the translation of which is this: beneficial knowledge, ilmun nafir, refers essentially to the knowledge of Allah, Allah's essence, Subhanahu wa Taala, His that, and His attributes, His sifat. And this is the knowledge that man needs as a foundation for traveling the path of worshiping the Lord. Right? So he's mentioning, the commentator is mentioning, and the commentator is, a, again, one of, the, one of the greatest scholars of the subcontinent, that ilmun nafi' refers to the knowledge of Allah's that, his essence, and his attributes, his sifat. And this is the knowledge that man needs as a foundation for traveling the path of worshiping the Lord. Look, our sole purpose of existence, our sole purpose of existence in this world is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is well established in the Quran. Our only purpose of existence is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
ليعبدون ليعبدوني but the, the, the ya gets cut off in, in, in the tajweed ليعبدون to worship, to worship me meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's our sole purpose so he says that in order to be able to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly for those of us that are traveling the path who desire to worship Allah properly it starts with us having knowledge of who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is meaning his attributes and his, uh, his, um, uh, his essence right it's impo- and, and this is, it's interesting because it's impossible to worship Allah Ta'ala unless we know the attributes of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And sometimes we simplify this to just, you know, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ We know that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is one. And that's our understanding of Allah Ta'ala's greatness and magnificence. But if a person really dives deeper into knowing the essence and the characteristics and attributes of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and who He is, uh, it really transforms the person's experience toward Allah. He says, The similitude of this knowledge is that of a lamp or a candle. When it is cast into the heart of a servant of Allah, its rays illumine his heart and all doubt and suspicion pertaining to either the religion, deen, or the world, dunya, are eliminated. Are eliminated. Meaning, if a person pursues ilm uh, nafir beneficial knowledge, which is knowledge of Allah and His attributes. We don't need to, we're going to narrow this down to just that. Ibn Atayla is narrowing down, uh, or, or the commentary is narrowing down to just knowledge of Allah and His attributes. That becomes a light by which we can see clearly in this world. So, many people have issues with doubts about their deen, have doubts about belief in, belief in things, and Allah, and Iman, etc., etc., all of those are removed when a person learns about who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is vis-a-vis his attributes and his essence. So he continues, it illu- so he says, its rays illuminate the heart and doubt and suspicion pertaining to either the religion or the world are eliminated. Right? Religion in the sense of doubts about the existence of Allah, doubts about the existence of the hereafter and the angels and the malaika, etc. eliminated. And doubts about the dunya and the direction it's headed in and you know where we're going and you know is this going to come to an end and what leads to what you know the apparent successes and failures of this world, all of those become eliminated when a person understands uh, the Lord that they're actually worshiping which is through ilm al-nafir. Then one proceeds to the doors of certainty, which is yaqeen, and higher spiritual realities open up before one. And the darkness of lowly desire, i.e. shahwa, is dispelled from the heart. This state of spiritual being is the meaning of haqiqatul ilm, reality of knowledge. So what he's saying here is that ilmun nafir is beneficial knowledge that allows me, that, which is my understanding of Allah and His greatness, which facilitates my progress toward Him through worship. He says, this beneficial knowledge opens up and it casts a light on my heart so that I can see things clearly and it eliminates all doubt and suspicion about Allah and about religion and about faith and about the dunya as well. And then he says, once I now achieve this state, it allows me to proceed toward the doors of certainty, which is yaqeen, and to the higher spiritual realities that open up before a person. The problem is that most of us, myself included, we're stuck here. We're stuck in still thinking, is there, you know, is there a God? We're stuck in like having doubts about these issues. We're stuck in, do I really need to pray? We're stuck in, you know, uh, how important is the masjid in my life, right? We're stuck at this sort of basal level. What he's saying is that, like, there's a, there's a deeper reality to all this. And the people of the past would pursue this. 
And there and the people of today, there there are a group of people today that are still pursuing this. And until the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have people who are pursuing a deeper reality to this life. Now it's up to us to want to become one of those people. It's up to us to make a decision and say, let me move past this basal level of Islam that a lot of us are practicing. Let me try to dig deeper into it. Right? And now move and transform from the basics of deen to now what's called haqiqatul ilm, which is the reality of what knowledge is supposed to be. And, uh, and remove this sort of spiritual darkness that I'm drowning in. He says, in fact, any knowledge, any ilm that is devoid of this quality and effect is not in truth knowledge. Rather, it is merely verbal information. So he's saying anything else that I pursue, and you know, mashallah, all of us are, have pursued um, some degree of academic excellence in whatever our fields may be. And maybe it plays a role in terms of our ability to fulfill the sharia and the sunnah uh, to the point that's necessary, right? Earn a living, etc. Keep ourselves busy. Um, but ultimately, most of this is just information. I mean, it's not going to carry on, on into the hereafter, right? I mean, who's, who, you think like the rules of Newton are going to, you know, be, relate to Jannah? I mean, this is all just going to disappear, I mean, all scientific knowledge, all knowledge of the economy, I mean, these principles of economics, they're not going to carry on into Jannah. This is just designed for this dunya, and it's designed for us to use it in this dunya to the, to the point that's necessary, and, and we move on, right? Uh, so, uh, but, but the knowledge of Allah and His greatness and His magnificence and His treasures, I mean, this is something that's heavenly and is beyond just the mundane, which is just our, our short-sightedness of viewing this world. Those are going to be carried into the akhirah. I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I mean, that's why in the Qur'an when it says um, uh, uh, that uh, that the people will say, this is later, that alhamdulillah who, uh, to the, the Lord of the world, right, who, who had guided us, the people of Jannah will be saying this, because that, that, that notion of being grateful to this merciful Lord and appreciative and praising Him, these realities carry on for all of eternity. These don't just end in this, in this world. So, the, 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 to summarize, um, you know, when we start to, as we're sort of, this is the, obviously the first session, I think is, is quite relevant. I think it's really important for us to, to think deeply about all of those things that we've been pursuing and seeking. And in particular, all of the information that we've been gathering, all the, you know, think about in the last, like, whatever, two weeks, how much content you and I have, have, have read, whether it's in the form of messages, articles, media, social media, videos. Think about all the messages that we've read. And could you and I say that this falls under the category of ilmun nafi' or not? Right? Has this improved and enhanced my ability to worship my Lord or not? And if it has, great. Right? But if it hasn't, if I'm still in that same you know, stuck position as I was two weeks ago as I am now, that means that knowledge didn't actually elevate me, and knowledge that doesn't elevate me is not that helpful to me. Which means that I have to renew my intention, and I have to make an effort moving forward that I do try to learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes, His essence, and, and, and that will elevate me to a deeper reality. So that's how we begin, right? That's how we begin. And it's important to, uh, to, to, to understand this firmly and have belief in it because once we internalize this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up our hearts uh, to, to the deeper realities of what we can accomplish over the course of the weekend. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you a tawfiq to um, appreciate the, the value of ilm and nafi' and beneficial knowledge. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, uh, allow the, um, uh, the, the nur that comes from, uh, from true knowledge to expand our heart and uncover the veils that lie over our hearts. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept, uh, accept this gathering. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.